Be inspired to love life, to achieve extraordinary feats and to change the world around you for the better. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott. Melissa Histon is a woman on a mission to give women a voice. Breast cancer and a trip to Nepal led to Mel creating the Sister Code events and a community of wonderful women that have supported and empowered other women since May 2014. In January 2016, Melissa founded charity Got Your Back Sister, which empowers women to thrive after leaving domestic violence. Melissa was named Newcastle Woman of the Year and was a finalist in the Newcastle University Alumni Awards during 2017. In a further bid to lift women and give them a voice, Mel launched Hey Soul Sister podcast, which has had tens of thousands of downloads in September 2019. Whether it's building a house for the homeless in Nepal, interviewing inspiring women from around the globe or creating domestic violence community campaigns, Mel knows that true change can only happen when we all stand together and boost each other. We welcome Mel Histon for her final fourth story. Welcome back to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story and we're back with Mel Histon for her fourth story so glad to have you back Mel welcome back thank you for having me I love being in the studio with you oh that's great I can't wait to hear your fourth story what is it this week we're talking about got your back sister oh yay that's (laughs) the one I want to hear all about so we had to wait till your fourth story but it's so exciting to hear about that so can you tell me something about what inspired you to start this fantastic charity and if people don't know about it can you tell us a little bit about Got Your Back Sister to start with? So Got Your Back Sister we are a charity and we help women and children who have experienced domestic violence so either are experiencing or have experienced we help them to rebuild their lives and we do that a number of ways we provide one-on-one information advice and support so doing things like safety planning exit strategies and then helping women access housing or legal services or financial support whatever it is that they need to in that kind of crisis situation to either get out of the situation or they've just left and they need that one-on-one support so we do that and then we have a whole range of different programs and workshops that are around helping women rebuild themselves their confidence their self-esteem how to reconnect with people in their life how to if they want to have another relationship how to have a healthy relationship with people and then we do practical things like how to cook food on a budget (laughs) nice life skills and, and 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 that so we've really grown over the last eight years we started off just offering furniture and household items which we still do to help women set up a safe home free from violence but now we each year have just grown and grown with what the need is where what when people women contact us and they need help we're like okay we've molded and changed and grown based on what they need and so now we kind of offer this whole range of services for women oh it's such a fantastic charity and so you're the founding member yes and yes. so that's it's such a huge charity in Newcastle and and beyond Newcastle as well. So my interest and that I wanted to share with our audience is your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so can you share with us what inspired you? Yeah, of course. It's so interesting. I know that I've heard other people say this and I certainly do as well. You know, when we look back over our lives, we see these key things that happen. And when you connect the dots, you go, oh, yes, that brought me to this place right now. And so for me, it was, I guess, going through the breast cancer, which I've talked about previously, going into photography and then going to Nepal and helping make uh, this documentary around the sex trafficking of Nepali women and children and having that that was a life-changing experience travel experience for me and actually even doing a degree in marketing and events you know all of those pieces have contributed to me ending up here starting got you back sister you know when I came back from Nepal and had spent two weeks traveling around rural and remote Nepal and hearing just horrendous stories of abuse of women and girls and I really had that sense that I needed to do something good in the world it was like a calling Uh it was like a calling yeah and so I remember thinking well what the hell could I do (laughs) what could I do and I actually meditated on it for like a month and I was like what could I do what can I do and then one day it came to me and I was like well you know what you can write and you can take photos and I can hold events so I started a blog and a Facebook page and started holding some fundraising events to support other women's charities because it was like okay that's something good I can do in the world but then after doing that for about 18 months and I could see that I I guess I was right I could raise money I could hold an event I could raise money for other people and I could write and talk about the good work of other organizations I started to learn more I guess around domestic violence and you know I have intergenerational domestic violence in my own family and I I remember going and reaching out to some women's refuges in our area and saying to them look what is it that's missing? And if you if you needed help with something, what would that be? And it was interesting, the different uh, refugees I spoke to all said, oh, well, for them, they said, when we're trying to help women get out of their refuge or get them out of a violent home, they really need furniture and household items. And I remember thinking, well, that's something I could do. I went and spoke to a friend of mine who's an accountant and said, I'm thinking about doing this organisation of providing furniture and household items should I set up as a charity and she connected me with a solicitor from Sydney got some really great advice around the logistics and the paperwork and red tape of starting a charity but they helped me do that it took about six months and got your back sister was born Wow. yeah so that was in January February of 2016 and in the December just gone I had held a fundraiser and I'd raised $15,000 and I put that in the bank and that was the first $15,000 for Got You Back Sister and I used that yeah to start buying furniture household items groceries and things for women that needed help and that doesn't seem very long ago considering how large the charity has become yeah yeah although it's interesting I like to say we're a smaller charity with a big voice okay and Uh, Somebody came from another service a couple of weeks ago and they said, oh, I actually thought you guys would be much bigger than this. And I said, we're a very passionate team. (laughs) And they they are. The Got You Back Sister team are so passionate. They're such wonderful humans. They really, and I see that in them, they do it because they believe in it and they love to help people and they, you know, they've got the qualifications and the experience to do that but I go actually we kind of run on a bit of a shoestring so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so I think we I often think we we might give off the perception that we're bigger than we are but certainly when I was talking to this person from the other service and went through the stats and the impact that we've had in the women that we helped she was like oh my goodness you're helping so many people and that's because we've got a really great team a very passionate and the reach yeah so and the reach that you have 
So that's why you may seem bigger. Yeah. Because you have a big reach. Are you from a company that wants to connect with thought leaders from across the globe? Featured on the Love Your Life Tell Your Story podcast? Email Kathleen at KathleenMarriott.com.au. Tell us the hurdles that you faced. There must have been hurdles. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest one, it's interesting, anybody who set up a charity, there is a lot of red tape to get through. Mm. And if you get the wrong advice and you set up the organisation in the wrong way, because there's all different ways that you can set up a charity. If you set it up the wrong way, it can really <laughs> hold you up. And I was really lucky that I got some really great advice from this solicitor, Hickson's Lawyers in Sydney. And he really advised me on the right structure and then when we are, are applied to have charitable status that we that we applied for the right category because there's all different categories and they all mean different things and so he really guided me there but it was interesting it takes six months so it's like you know when you're biting in the bit to yes. get going with something get all excited. you get all excited and you're like yeah and then it's like oh we have to sit on our hands and actually, I'm telling a little bit of a fib. It wasn't really six months. It was a bit less than that because I also was a bit of a dog with a bone and I'd call the ACNC, you know, every few days going, have you read our application yet? How are we going? <laughs> Is there any chance we could get that approved before Christmas? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we actually did manage to push it through um, probably in closer to three or four months, even though I say six. But um, It felt like six. It felt like six. It felt like six. So that, but that was a real challenge. I had never done that before yeah I'd never set up a charity before ever so I had to learn about that and I really a piece of advice is always go and get the right advice get good advice yeah yeah and have the right team that means so as much as your founding member you had great members on your team yeah absolutely and I was fortunate to have some lovely professional friends who joined we had to set up a board joined the got you back sister board and uh, they were really great you know in terms of supporting me, but also, you know, we had to go out and apply for grants and try and get money and, and fundraise um, because we're a, not, we're a non-government funded charity and we really had to go out and, and work together to try and get some dollars through the door so that we could keep doing what we wanted to do. And also we were really conscious of giving a hand up, not a handout. And so we kind of knew that we wanted to grow and expand. So we weren't just handing out furniture, household items. We were empowering women so that they could rebuild their own lives and that they could thrive. I know that you can't talk about individuals, but could you tell us some anecdotal stories, maybe just one that, or one or two that you might be able to share about people that you do help? I can share one story and I I can share this anonymously, but she has, this particular client of ours has given the okay to to share, share her story anonymously. There was a woman who came to Got Your Back Sister probably four and a half years ago and she had experienced terrible abuse by her husband and when she first came to see us he'd actually kidnapped her children and taken them to Queensland and she was just beside herself she was in transitional housing she wasn't working she was trying to find out where her kids were she was in a real in a in a real emotional state as well you talk about grit she had grit she you know managed she went to police and the court system and managed to get her children returned to her which was great but also you know for the next few years she would come to got your back sister and participate in so many different programs that we ran and you know it's really important unfortunately 
many women who experience domestic and family violence end up living on or below the poverty line. And this woman who lived in another state, she had lived a good life and lived a, a comfortable life, was now had nothing and it's interesting when you have experience and you would know this being a, a, a psychologist or retired, retired psychologist <laughs> the impact of trauma and abuse yeah. on women not only physically but their emotional well-being can be horrendous and so I really give it to this woman that she came and started participating in programs and having counseling with got you back sister and then we ran a vocational course because so many women because they do end up living in poverty and they are relying on government payments to live you know you're never going to live independently and thrive if you're living your life on government benefits Mm. so we ran a vocational course which was a set to own retail skills and so this woman came and did that um and she graduated and she got employment uh she got housing and she's now uh living a happy life she has her children are thriving she's doing really well and it's interesting she keeps in contact and every now and then if she's kind of struggling emotionally she'll come and check in with us and come and make an appointment to see one of our caseworkers and it's like a home base yeah which yeah. i love yeah, i love yeah, that i go awesome. and that's one thing i love about got you back sister is i say you're not a number you're not a quota yeah we don't have quotas that you know women we have women that come on and off for years it's like when something happens or they fall down yeah. that they can reach and they can come back to us yeah and they're always part of part of us and that's okay but about two years ago this woman um, we had our uh, client christmas party out the back of hq and she came along and she said oh mel can i just have a chat to you at the end of the christmas party and I was like yeah okay she pulled me aside and she said look at the beginning of the year I said to my kids that I wanted all of us to put some money aside every week and I really wanted to give it back to got you back sister because I wanted to say thank you for all the help and support that you've given me over the last few years now that she had employment she was in a good place she's got a nice townhouse she was you know she becomes an advocate up up on her feet and and I was like okay and she handed me an envelope and I thought there would be a hundred dollars in that envelope and when I opened the envelope there was a check inside and it was for eleven hundred and forty two dollars wow and I was absolutely gobsmacked because this is a woman that is rebuilding her life yeah she is trying to get financially ahead she'd been living on below the poverty line in transitional housing no job but she'd managed to rebuild herself to a point where she was thinking about giving back yeah and you know that's a beautiful sign that somebody's healing Healing. is that they're actually looking how can I give back but not only that she brought her children into that as well yeah and she felt so proud to yeah. give me that check and I was I think I cried I am a non-crier and I think I cried <laughs> <laughs> because I just saw this is a person who has gone through such trauma and such a healing journey and that we've been able to be a part of that and support her to get to this place oh, so beautiful it was really wonderful yeah. so she's gone through that victim survivor thriver transcriber yeah and then advocate yeah. So those stages that a victim goes through where they really are advocating for others yeah. and that's the, that is the healing pathway yeah. and that's really beautiful that you can offer that and this is from your idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's so beautiful, Mel, that, that your organisation has 
and your idea and that you meditated on yeah has done that this is a true grit story yeah it's so fabulous i really wanted to hear that and i wanted to share that with our audience how you came up with that and of course if anybody wants to find out more about your organization can you tell us where they would find that yes so you can go to gotyourbacksister.com and it's sister with a s-i-s-t-a yeah. not er.com headquarters our hq is over at tides hill which is over towards mayfield way or you can call us on zero two four nine eight nine two and of course you have socials as well yep yep so got your back sister on facebook and instagram and linkedin and yep. then of course you're always doing um charity drives to help mm-hmm. help the, your um clients and to help women who do need assistance if they need assistance they can come in our local area here in newcastle new south wales australia but also to check out what you're always doing so mel <laughs> last week you abseiled off the local <laughs> stadium. <laughs> stadium so that really showed your true grit to do that <laughs> so mel you never know what you're doing to raise money for your charity and it's just amazing and you of course have an one of the other things I think that we really should mention here is that your personality is okay. incredible. Oh. <laughs> you have the most incredible team. I do have a great team. And you have surrounded yourself with that team and that's true grit in itself. Oh, well, I, I feel very fortunate. We've got such good people working at Got You Back, Sister. They're passionate people and yeah. I go, that's beautiful. Yeah. So that's part of the sister team, isn't it? And I mean, not all of them are sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we call each other sister sometimes. That's lovely. <laughs> They're good humans. Obviously, before we go and finish up, can you tell us how did you gather that team? Oh, it sounds silly to go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Put you on the they spot. They all came one by one. But you know what's interesting? When people join our team, I'm looking for a good heart. Yeah, okay. That's the main qualification. I'm looking for a good heart. Yeah. And so when I think about our lovely team, I'm like, they've got good hearts. Yeah. And I really see that. And and you know what? And and it's little things like without asking, you know, they'll volunteer when we do, you know, every now and then we might do a weekend community barbecue or something and they will volunteer to do that. So they don't have to do that. No. But they but they choose to because they believe in what we do and they see the power of getting out into community and and spreading the word around got you back sister and the support that we provide you know and I I see that when I hear them with clients and how kind and compassionate they are and sometimes a bit Dr Phil (laughs) when it's needed but I I I I see the dedication and and the empathy and compassion in them and the knowledge you know so I'm like it's really them and I don't know I feel very lucky that they've that they've found got your back sister so so there's there's this true persistence dedication so you're using all those terms and that is that has been consistent uh, consistent across your four podcasts there you go (laughs) there the whole time and then the word volunteer so Everybody that works in your organisation has had the same, I suppose, value system that you've had and you've been able to spot that in your team. Yeah. So congratulations on your oh, thank work. You. It's so wonderful to um, 
to have met you and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is only part of our story. To hear the rest, leap forward to the next podcast and give us five stars wherever you listen. Love your life, tell your story by Kathleen Marriott.